I'm Jason from Smoking and Drinking in Space, a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And I'm Rob from Smoking and Drinking in Capes, a superhero podcast from a couple guys who wish they had powers. And we're part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. And you can find other cool, awesome, geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And welcome to Play Comics, where once again we are here looking at a video game based on a comic property and how well that game represents the source material. Today I am here again with a repeat guest that I haven't had on for way too long. It's the return of Blair Farrell. Blair, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's been a spell. I'm so excited to have you back for looking at a Catwoman game that is not based on that Halle Berry movie that I will eventually have to watch. I think I watched it on TV once while I was doing something else, and I think that's the extent of it, but I have finished the PS2 game. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Thankfully, we get to talk about a different Catwoman today. We are talking about the Catwoman game for Game Boy Color, which came out in 1999. So Blair, what was it about this game that made you want to come talk Catwoman with me today? Well, I remember seeing ads for this in like Nintendo Powers. I I actually... I've been watching a series, um, Greg Seward from the Player One podcast. Uh, he has a YouTube channel called Generation 16, and he's doing a bunch of Let's Read videos from the magazines he work with. And one of the ads that I keep seeing is like Chemco games. It's like this and like Top Gear and a few other things. And I think it was Chemco and like Vatical Entertainment, I'm going to say. And it was one of those weird oddities where it's like, why Catwoman and why this time? Because I mean, like Batman wasn't really big, I'm going to say in 1999. Like, I think the animated series had maybe ended and transitioned to Batman Beyonds. Like, Batman and Robin was 1998. So it's such a weird thing where just like, I guess they have this license. Because I was going to look it up because, like, Chemco did the Batman Beyond game, but I think that was also taken over by Ubisoft. So, like, there's a story there somewhere that I find fascinating that's probably more fascinating than the game itself. Yeah, it's a really weird time here, like you said. And I don't know what jumps out to say you need a Catwoman game much like you um what kind of connection do you have to catwoman in the comics 
Well, in so much as like a lot of people where it was, so I was born in 84, so clearly, you know, I had Batman the Animated Series and I had Batman Returns with Michelle Pfeiffer and for a lot of Batman villains, and I really wish I had a, the issue number. I think it might have been an annual. I think it might have been a Detective Comics annual. And it possibly had the clan on the cover. And in the back, there's like a bunch of just bios for villains. Because I know it went over the different clay faces and like the Joker and Two-Face and Catwoman. It was like their secret identities and like their kind of origins. So that was really like my way into like a lot of Batman characters. Like I can't really say that I've really read many solo Catwoman stories outside of like more modern things. Like I think Ed Brubacher did some in the 2000s. I think that's the most solo Catwoman I've run, I've read. Um, so other than that, like I this iteration of Catwoman in the purple suit I remember seeing like Wizard Magazine, there was probably like a Cataclysm tie-in in the late 90s that I may have come across, but that's probably my extent of it. Yeah, for me, Catwoman in the comics has pretty much just been every now and then as I'm reading some of the really old Batmans, because I'll just pick a random issue there and read them on whatever DC's online service is called this week and watching Batman 66 when she pops up there. And I just haven't seen a ton of Catwoman there outside of the some of the like Valentine's Day specials that DC puts out. Yeah, and I forgot about Batman 66 as that was a big one for here too as we had um I think the reruns of the show came a lot later, but I remember ABC used to rerun them, used to play the movie all the time on Saturday and Sundays. And that thing was in heavy rotation in our house. I used to try to hurry up and get home from work faster so that I could catch reruns. Although for me, that also meant like trying to hurry up and get home around midnight. I think we used to have a we have a station here in Canada called YTV, and I think there was a period where they played this like just before prime time at around six or six thirty. So that was like the sweet spot for me, as I think I would have been maybe ten when they started doing that. But when you think of Catwoman, do you picture her more as a villain or maybe not a hero, but at least? on the good guy's side. I think I see her as more riding a line between hero and villain. Because, like, I played a lot of games, or like Batman games, and Catwoman tends to be... Well, in the same, like, the suit 16-bit era, like, because there was a lot of Batman Returns games, and there was the Adventures of Batman and Robin, where you, like, fight her in a free-fall segment. But even in like the animated series, like she was a thief, but never. It was kind of like more of the. It was never trying to hurt anyone. Like it was more of just like a thrill of the hunt, and often, like, she might get tangled in with a villain, but it was never like a master plan of stealing something to then take over Gotham City or anything like that. 
Yeah, Catwoman just seems to me to be somebody who wants what she wants and however that lines her up with other people that's just how it's going to be for that moment and then when her desires switch that might switch who she aligns herself with yeah i mean for a lot of people like their introduction to this character was more than likely michelle fight from batman returns and there is a point where like she kind of aligns with the penguin there but even still it's just like I don't know. It's you see her also like sticking up for just like you know women in Gotham like stop being so dependent on men and waiting for Batman to save you like go do it yourself. Like there's a reason why that iteration of the character is iconic. Speaking of iconic, Catwoman is somebody who has been around tangling with Batman one way or another for a very long time way back in batman number one you don't see her in the costume or anything but you do see selena kyle and then pretty soon after that you see her in some weird like cat head cosplay type deal yeah my my knowledge of like a lot of early dc comic stuff um really could be better like where we grew up it was like really hard to get comics so a lot of stuff that or a lot of our introduction was through animated series and things like that so for someone who has more of a knowledge like say of early catwoman appearances does she eventually kind of look like she does say in like the Batman Brave and the Bull cartoon or the Brave and the Bull game? Oh yeah, she definitely gets there. Eventually you do get the purple coloring. I mean, you kind of get her with a cape because everybody has capes. They hadn't met Edna yet. But it's tons, like every super classic thing you can think of that would be on a female dressed up superhero or supervillain you see in Catwoman completely impractical shoes dress or a skirt that is no way going to be functional weird cuts on the top to kind of be suggestive but not really show anything because these are 1930s, 40s, 50s comics we're talking here it's like even now like I, I was we just got the, as we don't have HBO Max in Canada, so I just watched the latest season of Young Justice. And even then, I think Black Canary's in it, but not for very much. But even now, they still have her in like the boots and the tights and Zatanna, who's like a main character throughout this entire season. So it's like something that's kind of still happening now. First off, that sucks that you had to wait that long because that show is amazing. Yeah, I really liked binging it, though, because a lot of it, especially at the start, it, it takes a while to get going, but once it does, it hits really hard. Um, I'm just lucky that I never got anything spoiled, and I didn't get to watch it eventually. But yeah, Catwoman just kind of straddles this line between hero and villain, between helping Batman or helping Batman, but really having Batman help her get her goal done. I know in 
I forget which iteration of the animated series it is, whether it's the animated series proper or when it flipped titles toward the end. Um, she tricks Robin into helping her out. Oh yeah, the when they introduced like the new animated series, yeah, that was I think the introduction of Nightwing, which was a big deal for me because I was like when the Catwoman comics, like this particular iteration of Catwoman was happening, I was more than DC than Marvel, and Nightwing was kind of like my my Chuck Dixon Nightwing was like my favorite book. Um, so yeah, like when Nightwing made his first appearance there, which was like the Catwoman episode, it was like a big deal for me. Well, for one thing, it's just a good episode. Oh yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. But just knowing that there's going to be this big ol' hey, what's going on between Nightwing and Batman and Batgirl at that point too. Nobody really knows how to feel about Catwoman because nobody really knows what she's going to do. And that's something I find really intriguing and I really need to go try to find some of her comics. Yeah, even in like some of the recent iterations like I love in like Batman Arkham City, you actually have a choice that actually can change the ending of the game where you can choose to like help Batman or just leave with like Hugo Strange's cut the contents of his vault and then like you hear credits roll of like and hearing like all this voiceover about how like like Gotham is falling and the Batman has failed and that's all because like you can make the choice to make Catwoman be greedy but if she like doesn't do that then like Batman eventually comes to save the day and that's pretty great for a character who is like kind of sold off as DLC towards the end <laughs> DLC is a whole different topic to get into we're not even going to open that can of worms right now yeah season passes and hiding stuff behind pre-order bonuses like which is you know something you can say about this game is for better or for worse what's packed in that tiny cartridge is exactly what you get we're gonna crack it in this cartridge and see what's in there while i play you a few promos for some other shows well hello there i'm brian wayne host of the cheers to comics podcast and i'm here to bring you the ultimate comic book podcast for readers and lovers and collectors of all levels whether you're trying to get caught up on last week's books or you're just looking to check out the latest interview with the latest creator this is the podcast for you so if you're looking for a comic book show that doesn't stray away from the topic and you're looking to get an insight from a true fan and lover of this industry then tune into the cheers to comics podcast three times a week as i brian wayne raise a glass to this wonderful wonderful industry that is comics cheers hi i'm one of the high priests of conchu ray and i have the sacred privilege of providing you the loony listener with a podcast honouring Marvel's very own Moon Knight. So join me 
and a host of others at Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or support the show by becoming a Patreon member. Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. It's time to get your conchu on. Those are some great shows to check out. But first, let's finish up with this one. So, Blair, you were telling me that you took this game to work. They let you play games at work? Well, I mean, I have breaks at work, and um, kind of the way my hours work is that I was working like a little bit later because um, I would time kind of when I would get off to when I would have to pick up my fiance. So when I can find a spare moment, I would like take this and just like play for a few minutes as I, I'm it's been a spell because I actually started I finished this like a few months ago but I think it passwords fairly frequently like I'm gonna say even on a by screen basis and I remember my phone at that point which is like a little later with just like photos of Catwoman passwords and I was always trying to remember like the most recent one I keep forgetting that you live in a civilized country that lets people have breaks at work I'm not jealous at all yeah um <laughs> yeah, I even got in trouble with a manager for not taking mine and just like working through them. They're like, you have to do this because it's in your contract. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so now I just like, like this past week, I've just been playing a lot of like Ninja Turtles Calabunga collection like everyone else. I'm like, God bless the Switch. Okay, I'm going to move up there right now. Everything is done and I know that there is snow and I don't care. Yeah, it's plenty of room. <laughs> As you said earlier, this game was made by Kemco and Vatical Entertainment. So far, as of the time of this recording, we have not looked at any Vatical Entertainment games at all. And the only Kemco games that have had their episodes published, at least, assuming my record keeping has been on top of things, are Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, and way, way back at the beginning of things, Superman for the regular Nintendo. So superhero games, from what I'm seeing here that we've talked about, aren't something that Kemco is doing all the time, but what they're doing is generally decent enough quality. Uh, yeah, um, with this one, I noticed how I, because I, I was taking notes as I was playing it, and you can really, even though it's it's a 2D kind of side-scrolling action game, it feels like it's trying to emulate like core design Tomb Raider from like the 90s. Like the way the character moves and kind of jumps feels like very deliberate Lara Croft motions, which doesn't exactly feel well in a 2D game. Uh, and I know there was 2D Tomb Raider games at the time on Game Boy Color. I never played any of them. I think they reviewed fairly well, but none of that is really here because you have these really big stages that are a chore to navigate. And like later on, or pretty early on, actually, you have like triangle jumps where you have to like jump between walls and it is so precise and so frustrating um but also 
This game is weirdly accurate to like the comic books of the era I found out as I was talking about it with mutual friend Chris Baker and like you fight a boss called Cybercat who actually was in the comics that were happening at the time and at one point Catwoman gets a cybernetic suit which was also a thing that happened I don't know if she gets a laser gun like she gets here but there's definitely like images of Catwoman with the suit that she gets in this game so someone did their homework somewhere <laughs> figuring out who did that is definitely going to be something that I want to do because I just really love it when you get that kind of detail down into the game and that definitely isn't something they had to do I don't know anybody who would be playing a game like this and be mad that Cybercat isn't included unless you just want somebody who wanted an entirely cat-themed character game. Yeah, it's like one of those characters too where it's it's not just Cyber Cat, it's cat is like an anachronism like wild cats, but I, I can't remember what it stands for. I know it was something very 90s and of the era. That's something I definitely should have took a note on. My quick little research here isn't showing me what it is either, so I think you get a pass. Yeah, it's not something that's exactly like, you know, people aren't clamoring for Cybercat to show up in Matt Reeves as the Batman 2 or a potential Catwoman spinoff. Be interesting if she did, though. I don't think it'd be completely out of place. Yeah, I don't think anyone's really clamoring for, like, the gritty reboot of Cybercat. Well, I'm sure there's someone out there, but not a loud enough crowd that you're going to make it happen. So the basic plot of this game is that Talia al Ghul wants to hire Catwoman to steal an artifact for her from a museum. And Catwoman says, in the wonderfully done cutscenes that you would find on a lot of these Game Boy games, says, no, you can't hire me. And Talia says, uh, screw you, I'm gonna do it. And then Catwoman says to herself, she can't hire me because I want that thing for me. And then shenanigans happen. Yeah, that's the the long and short of it. Yeah, because it was always the cutscenes. As I, th yeah, this is one of the the clear Game Boy Advance or Game Boy Color rather cards, which were ones that can only be used on the Game Boy Color. So most most of the time, that was just to show off like really nice like splash cutscenes, um, which is something that's interesting or cool about this and i mean there is a lot of color um it just seems like a lot of effort went into looks and not so much in how it feels and even like when you any most iterations of batman uh i've only seen the batman once so please forgive me internet um 
Like you see Catwoman, she has a whip, and that's nowhere to be seen here. She gets a laser gun at some point that you activate with the start button of all things. But there's no whip, and I found that interesting, because actually, I think you do use it, but mostly to swing. Um, and that's really clumsy too, which is exactly kind of the word to describe. Mostly everything in this game is clumsy. Clumsy is a very generous way to put it. Um, the thing that jumped out to me and Kaylee as we were watching some gameplay videos together was that as you're going through the museum and beating up guards and guard dogs and whatnot, this might just tell you what kind of mindset we were in, but we're watching this and it's just instantly, oh wait, why is she ripping their hearts out? Which obviously isn't what's happening. It's just a villain dropping some health as villains do in video games. But the way they just, their heart pops out and then they just stay there on the screen made us think that when they eventually get back up, they're just zombies with their hearts ripped out coming after Catwoman. That's far more interesting than anything that's in this game. And I never, yeah, that's something this game is very generous with health. And I, I don't know if they looked at it and said, wow, this game is, is kind of hard in all the wrong ways. So let's make every enemy drop health. But yeah, that's what makes levels really annoying is that I guess they wanted to make Catwoman not be a killer. So instead of having enemies like kind of flash off screen or die, like they get up as like Kingdom Hearts Heartless, I guess, or nobodies where hell those stupid things are in those games. Yeah. <laughs> I like your theory of zombies. That makes this way more interesting. As you are dealing with Raza Ghoul at some points. That is a very good point. It could be like a Robocop 2 robot where it's just like an organic thing in a body or like a brain in a jar or something. I think the most telling thing for me about this game is that like almost every single gameplay video that we found was the first level and that was it and especially for the games now it's just a habit i've gotten into where i try to watch a bunch of gameplay videos just to see if there's something that i missed and the fact that i could find almost nothing with other levels just really solidified for me that this game is bad Yeah, and I I actually finished it, and I, I finished it on my Game Boy Advance SP, just chipping at it periodically, and I think I found one long play recorded somewhere, and I think it was really short. I think it was 45 minutes, because um, there was one point where I got to a level, and I just didn't know how to progress. And I think that's where I learned that Catwoman had a triangle jump because I saw them like jump from wall to wall. And I was like, I, you can do that. And then I had to figure it out. And it, even when I saw the video, it still wasn't great. <laughs> like it, it reminded me a lot of Strider on the NES of all things where you can also do that. But pulling it off is like a crapshoot at best. 
in everything about this game. Like, I would... I had a horrible time playing it. I would much rather just watch the cutscenes. Yeah, and that's fair. Um, as you do get a few bosses. Um, you do fight Cybercat. Um, it's actually been a spell. I should I should have <laughs> did a bit more research as I I played this a few months ago. Um, I don't know. I think you fight Raza Ghoul. Um, I know you fight a few bosses, and those are basically just hitting them and just trying to survive. But there's not a real strategy. Um, but if they are like Batman or Catwoman centric villains, I could never tell. Nobody really jumped out to me at all as a big thing. Like you, I played this probably way too long ago, and I might be just just blocking it out of my head. Well, it's not so much blocking as that, like a game like this, it's very much of its era where someone and I, and I was kind of thinking about it where like Kemco they did Batman Beyond and I don't know who had the Batman license at that time because they did Dark Tomorrow in the early 2000s but Ubisoft also had the license and I think they also either published or co-published Batman Beyond Return of the Joker so I'm not sure they just had like a wholesale Batman license and was like okay let's just make a Catwoman game because like Tomb Raider is big, uh, Perfect Dark is coming around the corner, people want female characters, oh here is one, we'll try to make it like Tomb Raider, and we have a license, which is better than nothing. Because this was the era of like, like Aquaman gets a game, and there's a bunch of Men in Black games that are also not great, because you had companies like like Crave Entertainment who just made a bunch of money just publishing like Game Boy Color games that like grandparents or parents would see at the store and be oh Blair likes Catwoman I'm gonna buy the Catwoman game like it's definitely one of those looking at this game as a whole what do you think it really gets right about Catwoman um I would say, even though it's it's not great, um, kind of the acrobatics, like there's definitely the guts of something good here. Uh, I just don't know if they have the time or the budget or the skill. Um, I would love to speak to someone who worked on this. I don't know if it was a Japanese team or not. It probably was. Um, and kind of just her like flippancy to like, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. Like, I'm not a gun for hire. Like, I'm not a like a traditional Batman rogue who's just going to, you know, do a job. Like, she is trying to just do this on her own. She's not doing it to help Talia or the League. She's just doing it because Selina wants to get it done. And that and, well, I guess the era of the Catwoman comics because this actually ties into it somewhat. I love how accurate they are with the suit. Um, you you do get some color shifting a little bit 
And sometimes in the level, um, that might just be because I'm watching a Game Boy Color on like a 55-inch TV. So it kind of looked like it was more purple at some points and more of a pink at other ones. And this is within the same video, so it's not just like somebody had their monitor set up differently from somebody else. But again, it's 55-inch screen versus like a 2.5 by 2.5-inch screen. So that could be a ton of stuff. Yeah, it's okay. I mostly played this on a Game Boy Color while there was like an overhanging office light ahead of me, so not the optimal viewing settings here. I actually really loved the lack of Batman in this one too, because, I mean, you have the Talia connection. Obviously, this is Batman. But I like that they could have not Batman. Yeah, it's not like he shows up as like a boss character or something like that. Um, I think the most you might get is, I'm not 100% sure. He might show up in the ending, um, but that's about it from what I remember. From what I remember, um, and it's hard to kind of find a long play for this, is like you said, is there's not a lot of like data on the Catwoman game. That's uh, I think if Batman shows up, it's mostly it's probably just in a cutscene at the end. I can't fault him for having that in there. I will still take that as a total win though. What do you think this one gets wrong about Catwoman? Well, it's, it's also kind of what it gets right because, you know, when you think of thieves, you think of elegance and precision, um, which this game definitely is not. Like, whether you're jumping or swinging or fighting a guard or a zombie dog or whatever, everything just doesn't connect or feel right like it's not a very long game i think it maybe took me a little over an hour just chipping at it like in 50 minute intervals um and not once did i feel like i was in control like everything just felt so imprecise yeah that was the feeling i got from it too you have a character here who has those cat-like reflexes, cat-like ability to get in and out of places. And the game is just like two steps askew from being pretty good. If you knew somebody who wanted to get into Catwoman comics, would you hand them this game as a bit of a primer course? Uh, probably not, um, <laughs> because, I mean, it's not a great game, um, there's very little story to speak of, um, it is accurate-ish to the era of comics that it was in, but this is not something that I would point to as being a good representation of the Catwoman character. I appreciate that it exists because even now like we're in 2022 
the most we've seen of a Wonder Woman game is a small teaser. And we're probably not getting to that game until next year or the year after. So there's very few games in the comic book realm that actually star female characters. This and maybe Danger Girl were probably the first. And they were around the same time. So I appreciate that someone made this, but as a Catwoman primer, not exactly. I, I wouldn't give this to someone as their first introduction to that character. I'm gonna say that I would with the biggest asterisks you can possibly give it. Actually, two asterisks. One, because this is very easily at least at the time we are recording this, this is very easily the best Catwoman game that exists. But also, you can just give somebody a cut of all the cutscenes and let them watch that as a video. And don't even make them play it. Just let them watch the cutscenes. Yeah, I, I haven't played Catwoman on Game Boy Advance. I have played Catwoman on PlayStation 2. Um, so I don't know how the Game Boy Advance game is. But in terms of Catwoman games and their authenticity to the character, um, this is probably the best game with the word Catwoman in the title. It's a very small pond, but there is a big fish. And finally, just because I'm curious, who's your favorite Muppet? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um... I was a big animal fan growing up. I think this was the Muppet Family Christmas. Like, lines like, peace on earth, give me presents, and animals sleeping on the coat hanger. Like, those are etched in my memory for forever. Like, if I'm a senile old man, I'll probably be in a facility somewhere saying, love hanger, love hanger. <laughs> animal's just so much fun. I love him. Yeah, how could you not? He's absolutely fantastic. And I probably had... Oh, I probably had like a Muppets Baby doll from McDonald's? Or a toy at the very least. I know there were definitely Muppet Babies Happy Meal toys. So I definitely had Baby Animal. Oh, and we had hockey ones too. That's the most Canadian thing ever. Well, why wouldn't you have a hockey animal? That That's just perfect. Yeah, he would be that guy out there on the ice, like, picking the fights and going crazy. Yeah, I'd love to see Animal as a hockey player. <laughs> Put him on the ice with Foggy Nelson. We'll be good to go. Exactly. Well, Blair, it has been great talking to you about all of this. If people want to hear more from you, where else can they find you around the internet? Um, they can find me uh, on Twitter primarily, at Blarcade. Uh, it's Arcade, where there's a BL in front. Um... Uh, you can read my work at comicbookvideogames.com and there you can find links to things like a review of Catwoman on PlayStation 2 and my books The Web of Spider-Man games and The Avengers and Video Games. Uh, I'm also starting to make guest appearances in podcasts like this one and uh, games my mom found in The Gamer Looks at 40. Um, so just trying to get out there a bit more beyond the written word. So you're a much smarter podcaster than I am then because other people get to edit when you guest on their shows and not you. That's the key. 
yeah, I, I definitely envy people who have the knowledge to do it, but it's nice to play in other people's playgrounds and just get to do the fun part and then bounce when all the work has to come in. That is exactly why I also enjoy being a guest on other people's shows. But as usual, we will have links to all that stuff down in the show notes because clicking links is so much easier than trying to remember how to spell things. Oh, yeah. Um, as someone who worked in calls in for many years, trying to phonetically pronounce things and stuff like that is a nightmare. So everyone, show of hands and applause just for someone doing all that legwork for you. Well, as always, if you want to hear more from me, you can head on over to playcomics.com where while Twitter exists, there's still a link to Twitter, but you know, Twitter has been showing me weird message things lately, like not updating. So I, I think it might be dying, but no matter what happens, you can always head over to playcomics.com and find links to all the social media stuff and everything, because that's where I'm telling you to go because I have full control over that. If you want to help support the show, you can be like the wonderful patrons I have in Ono Lit Class and Dan McMahon and Carl Antonovitz and help give the show money because, you know, actually making the show costs money. It's hosting. You know, you got to pay for hosting. That's the main deal. Stuff like that. Or you can just share the show with your friends because listening and shoving the show into other people's ear holes is a very, very nice way, as long as you have consent first of just spreading the love of the show because that would be really really nice speaking of things that are really really nice you can also listen to other shows on the guinea geek network like legends of shield where i get to talk and i don't have to edit and this time we talked about a bunch of new stuff and you can see my new gwen that i got for my desk if you watch the video obviously you can't see it if you just listen to the audio only if you like the music that I'm really talking on top of right now, head on over to soundcloud.com slash best-day to check out Best Day's music. But most of all, just grab a game, grab a stack of comics, and go find yourself a new favorite character. I am so excited to have you on. I'm less excited for what we're talking about. That no, I can't say that right up front. Imagine she'd have to, because why would they name it? Yeah, there we go. Through the magic of editing, we're going to pretend that never happened. <laughs>